0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Lemon Soul Podcast. I am super jazzed because today I finally have Mackenzie Siddle coming in to sit down and share her story, and it is a heartfelt one. She has had quite the life and has come out on the other end with an attitude of gratitude, and I couldn't be more proud and more honored than to have her come in and share her story on the Lemon Soul Podcast. Let's get to it. Please listen carefully. So, growing up, born with one hand, tell us the story. Like, what was that process like growing up, being different?
1: Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To be completely honest with you, it never seemed to me as being different. So I get that question from, you know, people I just meet. Or It's a fair question. I would ask someone that too. But for me, it never really impacted me. I mean, the most I probably had to deal with is people looking at me and then me not even realizing that they're looking at me. It's like, oh, why is this person kind of staring? Oh, yeah, I maybe look a little bit different than everyone else, mm. but it never really impacted my life. I think, too, being born with it, it's all I know. Right. So for me, you know, when people ask me, like, what's it like? Well, I don't know anything else, mm. so it's just my life, and that's how I live. Yeah. So in terms of growing up, I mean... Yeah, some things were different. Uh, You know, tying your shoes took a little bit more time. I think I was in grade two when I learned how to do that. Or, like, doing your own hair, so doing a ponytail, that took longer. But other than that, like, day-to-day life, it wasn't... I don't really use the word different ever because I'm like, oh, it's just this is how I do things. you are. Maybe, yeah, yeah, not the same as everyone else, but still do them. Why do you think that is? For me, I honestly think being born that way um is one of the things i think you know if something tragic were to happen when i was like 10 years old or something then it's like okay something happened to me i need to adjust but for me like i said it's all i've ever known yeah. so and i think too it a, it's a whole bunch of things it's uh the family i grew up in it's mm-hmm. the people i'm surrounded by everyone around me always supported me and encouraged me and never made me feel any different you know i was never excluded or bullied or anything like that mm-hmm. so i think i never growing up as a kid had the time to kind of sit back and think oh wait you know, I do look a little bit different yeah. than all these kids yeah. because I was always with them all.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Which is interesting because I would have thought you would have for sure been bullied. You think, like, you just you just expect when you're different or not different. and you're, You know what I mean? Like, you're saying you were born that way. Mm-hmm. But I would have assumed, like, kids are cruel. Maybe they were less cruel when we were <laughs> young. <laughs> well, I think
1: another thing, too, is I was, just from a young age, I think I was just confident in yeah. who I was. Yeah. And, again, that comes from your people around you, uh, mm-hmm. in particular, my family. Right. And I guess that's just one of my maybe personality traits or characteristics. So it was that, no, this is who I am and I'm going to go with it. I mean, yeah, people might think one way or the other, yeah. but I'm not going to let it affect me. Yeah, it because, doesn't even
0: phase you. Right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like growing up, cause I know your family, <laughs> so I know how wonderful they are. <laughs> and I know the energy that like everyone in your family has and everyone in your family is just fucking awesome. (laughs) But like, what is it? What was it like growing up with like parents that were just like, go do whatever you want. Like push you, push you to your limits. Like just be you.
1: Yeah. I think that was one of the coolest things. I mean, they are complete like rock stars. Love my parents. Um, but yeah, they always encouraged us to do things, but it was never, you know, forceful. So they kind of let us, uh, find our path and have older siblings, so obviously, you know, they played sports and I was interested in sports, mm-hmm. but they never um, picked for us. So it was always, you know, here's a bunch of balls or sticks or bats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I guess I gradually picked up a baseball bat. I mean, they always joke and, you know, say you could have played soccer or something a
0: little <laughs> bit
1: easier, <laughs> <course>. but okay. <laughs> so yeah, I just naturally, I guess, really like baseball, played that, and then in the winter months I would play hockey. Again, probably not the most ideal sport, <laughs> But I made it work and I think, yeah, they just saw what I was kind of, you know, interested in and they worked with it. They're like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. So yeah, you find something that you want to do and then you just adapt. Obviously, it was a little different for hockey. I had to put, uh, actually, at first we started like taping my gloves. Yeah. Like, okay, how are we going to keep this on? Um, and then I ended up, in my later years, I would put a piece of foam in my glove to keep my okay. hand in my glove. But again, you just make it work. Yeah. You know, you find out what works and you stick with it.
0: Oh, my God. That's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> so you you wrote in your intake form that you were a walk-on for the university varsity team in Vancouver? Correct. Vancouver? Yes. What does walk-on mean? Do you, does that mean you don't have to, like... This is gonna be a stupid question. Like audition, it's no. not like <laughs> not I like all the word I can only think of is like, do you do you audition for sports? I'm over here like hmm, you're, I don't good, know. you're good.
1: So for sports, they call it like, it's a tryout. A tryout. that but, makes uh, so <laughs> it's all good. Hey, I audition. <laughs> um, so no, I moved out to yeah, I moved out to the University of British Columbia for my undergrad degree, and at the time. Uh, you know, in grade 12, I was playing hockey in the winter and baseball in the summer. Okay. Um, so those were kind of my two main sports that I paid, played uh, competitively growing up. And so I decided I wanted to go there. You know, I wanted to focus on school, kind of get away, try something new. But then I thought, whoa, they have a hockey team and they have a softball team. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, this would be kind of cool to play on one of the teams. You know, I love playing my sports, but now it was like, okay. Which one am I going to focus on? I've always been able
0: to do both. And you have to do school.
1: (laughs) Yes. So I thought, okay, maybe I should just try out for the one that's first, whatever Mm. tryout comes first. So I ended up moving out there with both of my sets of equipment. So I brought my hockey equipment with me and I brought my baseball bag with me. And I was in contact with the softball coach. I think he got back to me a little bit quicker or maybe hockey tryouts had already happened. And so I said, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to go. So, yeah, they call them walk-on tryouts. Okay. So, basically, they have a lot of their teams set, and the walk-on tryouts, it's like a week open to anyone that wants to try out for the team. Oh, wow. And then from there, they kind of uh, deliver the final team. Okay. So, yeah, I went to the walk-on tryouts first day, and I just felt like I fit right in, you know? Like, I mean, I've played softball competitively. I know it's a university level, so I wasn't sure what to expect there, but I felt pretty comfortable, and I was thinking, okay, like, you know... I you, might have a chance at this. Did
0: you play travel? Yes. Like, base, soft, softball? Baseball?
1: Yes, softball. I mean, for girls, it's called softball. softball. same okay. thing, yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I played, like, okay. all my life travel. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't sure what that jump would be like from, you know, playing at, well, how old was I? Probably, like, 16, 17, yeah. kind of going up to university where you're playing with girls from first year all the way to fourth year, gotcha. different ages. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did a couple of the tryouts, and then uh, the coach met with me probably a couple days later, and he said, yeah, you you made the team. So that was kind of it from there. I mean, the story's so funny now, looking back. I literally, I think, had my hockey equipment out there all four years while I was on the softball team. Did you play at all? No, never once, <laughs> never once. <laughs> but uh, no, it was awesome. And thinking back to my university like career experience, yeah. it's crazy that I always think, like, what if I didn't try out, or what if I didn't make the team? Mm-hmm. It would completely
0: change the experience. Was there any like struggle with moving away, like hardships on being away from home on top of you're now joining a varsity team? Like, were there any struggles with moving away or was it just like all exciting?
1: Honestly, it was pretty exciting for me. I knew that for sure I wanted to go away for university. Um, both of my siblings had gone away and it was just something I wanted to experience too. Mm-hmm. So I did apply to a few schools in Ontario. Um, and then one day I was talking with my mom I think my sister had mentioned UBC and I never really thought of Vancouver. I was like, I don't even think I knew really what Vancouver was. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know much about that. So one day I was, you know, sitting in the family room with my mom and she said, you know, if you wanted to apply there, you could. It's very, you know, obviously it's far away, but it's very similar to tuition, all these things. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, okay, this is kinda cool. So I did the application and in the meantime though, I had applied to all these Ontario schools, right? So Mm -hmm. I probably have like four or five schools that I've applied to now. And I got in the mail one day the acceptance letter from UBC.
0: And Before like, any I of the om- other
1: ones? I don't even remember. That's how <laughs> funny it is. I don't even remember if I got letters from the other ones. I just remember getting that in the mail, literally reading it, and it was like, okay, that's I'm going I'm to going. school here. So I know it's so funny because I'm like, wait, I applied to other schools. Like, where was my decision process? Nothing. I'm not there. That that was it, and I was like, all right, I'm going.
0: So, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Well, and Vancouver's the most beautiful place in Canada, well, maybe I shouldn't say because I've never been to every <laughs> place in Canada. But I love Vancouver. My one of my best friend lives out there, and I'm like, I just can I just stay? I just want to stay. Unbelievable, especially as someone who's athletic, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you did a lot of hiking. Actually, oh, yeah. I know now that I can think back to Snapchat, <laughs> all the pictures, all the pictures, all, all the videos. Yes. Like, what was it like living? What's the difference between like being in Windsor and being in Vancouver?
1: Well, I think for one, I'm being way, uh, for school, you're kind of on your own. You have to do Mm -hmm. a lot of things on your own. So it's that independence. Yeah. Uh, But just even the two places, I just loved the, I kind of call it the vibe there, that West Coast vibe. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved it. The mountains are my favorite things. Miss those so much. Mm -hmm. I would have friends come visit Windsor in the summer. Like I would tell them out there, like you guys don't understand. Yeah. You take this for granted. Like this is breathtaking to me. Yeah. And they would come to Windsor, and they're like, oh, wow. Like, it really is (laughs) flat. Like, you weren't joking. I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, all of those outdoor things you can do. And I love that you can do so much for free. You know what I mean? You can go on a hike, and it doesn't cost you any money. Whereas I feel like here when we want to do things, it's kind of like, okay, you know, what are we going to do this weekend? Or yeah, what are we going to, you know? Whereas there, it's like, okay, what am I going to do today? I mean, in first year, I literally lived... Probably two minutes from the beach. It's like, oh, I'm gonna wake up and go do stairs
0: at the beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just, those it's the dream. It yeah. the dream. It is the dream. Honestly, was amazing. If it was any closer, it's far and it's expensive to fly, right? Yes. So I'm like, if it was any closer, I would, that's where I would live. Mm-hmm. That's where I would wanna be. Because yes. you can be in the middle of like the city. And you be like, huh, I want to go look at a mountain and walk 10 minutes to the water. And you're like at a beach. It's crazy. Just fucking hanging out. Crazy. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Oh I, can't. oh, I want to go back. I'm supposed to go back in and this summer, but we want to do Tofino. Oh, I see. That's one I've never been. Haven't been. on my list. And I'm like, oh, I want to go. But so then you have together. to like, <laughs> say, we can just take a trip. <laughs> well there's Lemon Soul Podcast on the map that's another dream I want to get like a travel van of lemons like covered in yellow that would be and epic. like podcast trap oh, literally that'd dreams. be so cool dreams hey dreams,
1: dreams. why not never know one day you can dream
0: one day <laughs> um, okay so I want to go back to family talk because mm-hmm. you had a huge huge family trauma five years ago
1: mm-hmm. so yeah it's been it's crazy it's actually almost been six years now oh, my God. so in February of 2020 it'll be six years um, so that's insane to think about. It still that honestly feels so surreal. But yeah, so my younger brother, he's two years younger than me, uh, he was diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoma in the summer. Oh, gosh, can't even remember the year right now, but it was in August in the summer. Um, so I was going into grade 12 and he was supposed to be going into grade 9. And that's when he got diagnosed. So, you know, I just remember that. Like getting, I think we were out for dinner with my grandparents. They had taken the grandkids out mm-hmm. and obviously he didn't come. He had gone to the hospital, I think. Um, to go get checked out and yeah getting that call from my parents I think my sister they called my sister and I could just tell right away I'm like whoa something's not right here Mm -hmm. and so she told us at the table like Kev has a mass in his chest they're going in an ambulance to London right now and it's like whoa what yeah and prior to that I mean obviously that nasty word cancer you know I've heard of it Mm -hmm. but I would never really experienced it, you know what I mean yeah. like it was like felt it that person yeah. has cancer like oh that's awful but yeah you don't feel it until you hear that and it's like whoa this word this word has a whole new meaning now yeah so yeah he was diagnosed in August um and he battled he had a rare mass massive chest uh, massive tumor <laughs> yeah. in his chest yeah um and yeah he was in London for a little bit he was in Toronto at SickKids Hospital okay. for a little bit they tried all these different you know chemo radiation everything um and yeah, and unfortunately in February of 2014 he passed away. So it was about a six-month battle Six with the cancer. And you know, he fluctuated. For the most part, he was either in London or Toronto. He mm-hmm. did get home a little bit, yeah. but it just kept coming back and nothing seemed to be working. So yeah, I was in grade 12. My two other siblings were out of town at university. Um, so it was pretty much just him and I normally at home. Like, we were the best of friends. Yeah. Uh, but I was in my grade 12 year, and so I would try and go on weekends up to London, but I was also playing hockey competitively. So it was a busy time. I yeah. remember uh, one time, I think I had a tournament. I think it was in Windsor, actually, but my mom texted me and said, you know, Kev wants you here. Can you come this weekend? Yeah. I was like, obviously, Absolutely. yeah. Um, so you know, you work it out. But yeah, it was a crazy time um, for even for me being in high school. And now I think about my siblings being in university and college, and I can't even imagine being in that stage after kind of having gone through university yep. now and mm-hmm. how busy it is and playing a sport. And it's amazing. I it's incredible what they did. Honestly, yeah. you know, keeping up their schooling and driving every weekend to come visit and playing their sport. Yeah, it was a lot for the family um, and even for my parents. I mean, it was so much for them to go through I think my mom spent those six months with my brother yeah uh, you know she
0: well, he came was, home he once was in a
1: while to work but
0: 14
1: he was he, 14 he would
0: have been 14 yeah it would have
1: been 14 <sighs> and my dad was always there too but then at the same time it's like oh we have you know Mackenzie's at home and I was in grade 12 yeah. it was fine but there's still yes yeah, are still that other balance children. um mm-hmm. so yeah it was honestly just it's all still so surreal it all you know it came and it happened and it was done and then yeah you just kind of sit back and I think I'm still sitting back for almost six years now reflecting yeah. on it yeah um, and time definitely does make it easier for mm-hmm. sure and things get better but it's always still there you That's know good. it always is that little bit of hurt and pain and all those kinds of things mm-hmm. um, but as a family we really came together and you know just decided to move forward because yeah. what what else are you going to do exactly right it's yeah you can be sad and things like that, but we knew that he would want us to keep living. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know what? We're going to keep going and carry him with us. Exactly. Because he's, you know, gone, but he's also still there with still us. part of your family. Right. So yeah, it was, it was a, yeah, it's been yeah. a crazy, he, definitely a huge part of my life. Um, Yeah. Taken so many yeah. life lessons out of it. Learned so much, grown so much as a person. Yeah. Um, but it's, Yeah, we, you know, that saying, everything happens for a reason, Mm and we still don't know why. Yeah. But clearly things do, and it's all about how
0: you deal with them. Yeah, and I think that's a huge testament to you guys and your family, because a death in any family can either make people split apart Mm -hmm. if they're not grieving the same way, and watching you guys over the last six years, and... Um, with I every time I see a green heart, whether it's on text or like on Facebook or on Instagram, it makes me think of Kevin. We love the green hearts. every every time. <laughs> um, but it, that is like that's a huge part of it. Is that your your family is your support system, and then you come from such a good home, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make it easier. Mm-hmm for the for what had happened but like the aftermath of what you guys have built since he's passed and taken him with you guys along the way has been like really awesome to watch so i just want you to know that oh thank you so i've had a lot of conversations with people about grief in the last on a a podcast a couple ago with a friend of mine who does another social media page um about grief and stuff Mm -hmm. so my question for you is what is your view of grief and how do you how have you handled it to get you to where you are now being able to sit here and And understand the process of understanding that it is, it's still with you Mm -hmm. and it's, it's not moving on, but it's, or not letting go, but it's moving forward. Right. Like how has your grief kind of, like, how have you dealt with it? Right. I guess I should ask.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think for me, I mean, grief's a thing and it's allowed to be a thing. You're allowed to be sad Mm -hmm. and take time for yourself and I mean I still do there's some days where yeah you just kind of get caught up and you're thinking about it and it's like wow like this really happened yeah. you know and you're like I just let myself feel but I think especially in my situation um a lot of it came from realizing the impact that he had on not only our family and mm-hmm. we have quite a big extended family but on the community um so you know the whole time he was sick I, he was on teams he was an athlete yeah. too so we had baseball teams and hockey teams Um, And so seeing certain things that went on in the community, you know, there were big hockey games for him and things like that. And even, you know, being in the funeral home and stuff like that and seeing the amount of people coming through. I mean, at the time, didn't think anything of it. Right. Right. But looking back now and being able to reflect, it's like, wow, he left a footprint here. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, like, we obviously are so sad. We miss him because he's gone, but he's still with us every day. Mm So, like you said, the green hearts, anything green, he's there. (laughs) So, I mean, that literally every day we have bracelets we wear on our wrists. He's always around. Mm -hmm. Um, Every sunrise, every sunset, we love those because it's actually funny. I don't know if you ever realized it, but whenever you take a picture of... I notice it more in sunsets. Okay. But there's always a green dot
0: in the photo. It's like the way the
1: sun... So we noticed that. I honestly don't remember when, and it was like, I had chills. I was like, oh, my God. So now even that, so it's a little thing like that where, you know, it makes you sad, but then it's like, oh, he's right here. He's like saying hi or something like that. (laughs) So, yeah, for me, grief, it's it's not fighting it, you know? Don't fight it. Allow Mm -hmm. yourself to feel. It's different for everyone. Yeah. So I can't tell you how to grieve because I might be different or it might affect me differently. Right. So I think, you know, the thing I want to get out is, let yourself feel, Mm -hmm. but also it's so important to focus on you and not let it hold you back because anyone we're grieving over, we know that life is short. You need to embrace it. So they would want us to keep moving forward because you're not moving forward without them. Yeah. Right. They're still with you. you. It's just in a different way. Yeah. So I think it was just kind of realizing that. And again, that comes from that support system around you and my parents. I mean, kudos to them. They really, really were our rocks throughout that time. So I think as a family, we decided like that's what's going to happen because what we're just going to sit around here for years and cry, but no, we're going to keep moving forward and he's with us in a different Mm -hmm. way. Keep living. Exactly. And that's what we say. We have a saying for a while it was FFK, Mm -hmm. which stood for fight for Kevin. And then it kind of changed into LFK, which was live for Kevin. And so that's kind of how we live our everyday lives now. Like we, you yeah. we say we LFK every day. <laughs> <So> that's <just laughs> yeah, that. that's kind of what oh, we do. I
0: love that. Yeah. Well, I also love what you said about like allowing yourself to feel, which I, th- I say often online on my Instagram as well is like, if you're going to have a shitty day, there's nothing that makes it worse than being like, I shouldn't be feeling shitty. I shouldn't be feeling sad. I shouldn't cry. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't. And it's just like, it, you actually work through your emotions better if you just allow them to be. And again, that's not, like, an easy thing to do either, right? Like, that comes with, like, practice for people. Exactly. Like, allowing people that aren't, especially people that aren't connected to their emotions, like, to allow yourself to cry or allow yourself to spend a day in bed for someone who might be go-go-go all the time, like, can seem really detrimental. Yeah. But I love, love hearing that, like, just encouraging people to just feel their emotions mm-hmm. Because it's actually healthy to have an entire range of emotions. Exactly. I feel like we're always told, like, you know, the positivity stuff. And it comes along, and you probably understand this coming from, we'll talk about the attitude of gratitude. Yeah. It's like, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. But, like, the point is that you have all of it and then work your way back. Like, feel all your shit and then, like, work your way back to the good side. Yeah. But it's important to have both.
1: And that's the thing, I think, too. Like, when I say, you know, allow yourself to feel, it's not, okay, you know, spend months doing this it's like no give yourself yeah. that time because then you're able to reflect on it yes and and then yeah like you said you work through it it's like yeah. this roller coaster right like you're up and then it's like oh I'm not having the greatest day but yeah. here I go again you know it's yep. that constant cycle yeah but yeah you definitely need to I don't know I think we're just so swarmed by technology these days yes. and social media and yeah, we're always just harder. fed with this positivity 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 yeah. which is awesome yep but yeah it's it's not always that not, way. Yeah, we're exactly. Ever, and like sometimes it makes everyone. you feel shittier
0: yes. being like just forcing positivity down your throat. When I'm like, no, like we're all human. Like we're we all feel shitty at some point. Like it's not. And it, again, like you said, doesn't have to last. No. Three months, six months, a year. I mean, it could. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I will go on a limb and say that's probably not super healthy. Right. Um. But it's a it's a process of being self aware to like and I do it now. I try and do it now consciously. Mm-hmm. Of being, like, when I'm, like, again, I'm, like, generally pretty a happy person. Mm-hmm. But when something goes wrong and I'm, like, what the fuck? And I get all angry. I'm, like, okay, why are you feeling this way? And I'm, like, okay, you're allowed. Okay. And you, right? like, have to talk. It's yeah. not, like, it just happens. You don't just, like, okay, I'm just going to feel it all. You have to, like, mm-hmm. walk yourself through that process. Completely. And, like be like, okay, just feel it. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just lay down in bed. and not have that hard, <laughs> that's a hard thing for me. No, yeah, totally
1: fine. It's yeah, being able to reflect and understand yeah. what you're going through. Yeah. Basically. And I feel
0: like that comes a little easier as we get older. I yes. feel like I wasn't <laughs> able to do that when I was a teenager and yes. I was all emotional and crazy. Definitely. We all um, go But through. yeah. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about attitude of gratitude. Yes. Because this is so exciting. How long has it yeah. been open now? How long, since so you started? So
1: it's been, I started pretty much in August.
0: Okay. So yeah, it's it's so new. I know it's still pretty new. Okay. So tell me about the name Attitude of Gratitude, where it came from, what it's all about.
1: All right. So Attitude of Gratitude is uh, my small kind of local group fitness business. So it actually stemmed from Danielle Chevalier's Axe Fit. I know you had her on the podcast here. So shout out to Danielle. Love her. (laughs) Um, so yeah, she had Fit going on in the community for quite some time and she's a mom of three girls now, uh, two of them are twins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it was just time for her to kind of step away from it. She opened up a new uh, art studio in town, so yes. that's kind of her new little venture she's on. Uh, and her classes, a lot of them are six to seven at night, so it's tough. She wanted to be a mom, yep. you know, it's, it's time for that. So yeah, we've been, I mean, I've trained for her for years, you know, covering classes where she needed it, uh. As we kind of kept going, it was more so like, here, this is your class for the week. So I kind of would have one class a week, which was awesome. So we've been a part of each other's lives for a long time now. Um, And so, yeah, she let me know that she was kind of ready to step away from it. And I kind of have been thinking about it for a while. I'm actually just finishing up school. So I'd always thought about reaching out to her after school just to kind of see what's up. But this happened in July, so kind of during school. But, hey, the opportunity was there. And, you know, yeah, she just... We kind of had a conversation and it was like, yeah, you can totally take this over for me. Like that would be a dream for me to not have to end this and, you know, all my clients and things like that. So I had told her, yeah, I thought about doing this after school, but hey, (laughs) it happened a few months early. It's all good. So yeah, I thought about it for a bit and it just seemed like the time was there, you know. I couldn't say no. It was, the opportunity was there and I had to take it. So the start, uh, so I basically took over middle of July-ish Um, and I love Axfit, so I really wanted to keep that. I thought it was awesome. Um, but just for certain insurance, legal reasons. Mm-hmm. And Danielle wanted it to be my own. She wanted it to be my business. So she's I, a rock star. I yeah, she's amazing. Aww. Literally, she's a rock star. So I decided to rebrand. So this kind of happened quick because I took over and then I was like, okay, I need a name, a logo, all yeah. these things. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, we were just brainstorming one night, a few of us. Uh, we, you know, just kind of going through names and yeah I said AOG so it actually stems from UBC my softball team okay my softball coach we used to do this circle and it was like our gratitude circle so we go around in the circle and everyone would say either something they're grateful for or something that they appreciate before every practice before every game
0: that's incredible that's awesome yeah it
1: was awesome so I thought back to that and I was like hold on like attitude of gratitude and I'm like I really like that you know like I really really like that so I'm like wait it could be like Mm A-O-G, for short, right? Like, people don't have to call it Attitude of Gratitude. Right. Let's just call it A-O-G. And I think I said that, and my boyfriend was in town at the time, my sister was around, and everyone kind of looked up like, wait, like that's kind of cool, like A-O-G, and just the meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. So then it was decided, A-O-G, we were able to come up with a logo, Um, and I think for me, I knew it was it because it means so much more. So Attitude of Gratitude, yes, it's this small, local, fitness, group training Mm -hmm. kind of business, but it's also a lifestyle, you know, so yep. it's not just about the fitness. It's yep. literally you could translate that to any aspect of your life. Yeah. So I've done a couple different um, kind of speaking engagements and it's like, yeah, it's not like attitude of gratitude. Awesome. I do this. I train these people, but it literally mean there's so many layers to it mm-hmm. which is why I thought it was the perfect fit because yeah it's not one thing it's many things yeah and it's your
0: whole it's your whole attitude it's
1: literally yeah and it yeah exactly
0: so i have to ask you how do you practice gratitude
1: so i actually for a while so after my brother passed away i think that's when i kind of started to realize like okay life is short you know yeah. you need to enjoy the moments embrace them uh try not to focus on the past too much I love setting goals and being future oriented, but also don't like looking too, too far ahead because we're on the same page, right? You never know. It's like, no, be in the moment where you're at. So that's kind of that little perspective, uh, change when my brother passed away. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I've always just kind of carried that forward about like, okay, no, like be happy. Like we're only here for so long. Might as well make the most of it. Yeah. So for me, we actually started, it was right after AOG started, um, we started doing gratitude lists every morning. So yeah. I read a couple different books, um, The Happiness Advantage, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was really important to write them down. So it's one thing to say like, today I'm grateful for this, yeah. but it's another thing to actually write your thoughts mm-hmm. down. So I got a journal and every single morning I write down three things I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And we have a family group chat and the whole family's in on it now. Oh my God, that's so amazing. It's, it's your gratitude list in the morning. Um, oh. So my boyfriend actually lives in Europe. So his always comes first he every day. He lives in <laughs> Europe. Oh so my So his gosh. is first every day. <laughs> and then, yeah, all of us follow. So there's about six or seven of us in the group chat. It's all the kids, my mom and dad, and then our significant others. They're all in it. And yeah, every morning uh, you write three things you're grateful for.
0: So that is how, definitely
1: one way I practice gratitude in my life. Um, And then also, too, a lot of times uh, when I'm spinning, I spin a lot. My sister teaches spin classes. And so we always have a final lap, we call it, and Mm -hmm. it's our final sprint of the day. Same song, every single class, that's how you end the class. And we always call it spinning with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So that last song, she always says, let's go, it's time to spin with gratitude. So she says, think about something you're grateful for this week, maybe today, maybe this month. Or maybe a few things and literally repeat them in your head for yeah. the next 40 seconds while you're sprinting. While you're sprinting. So that's another way of practice oh, I practice it. So it. It, it comes in my life a lot of different ways, yeah. but definitely uh, that gratitude list in the morning I think has really helped just kind of channel it. You know, yeah. you have to take a second, get away from your devices, everything, sit there with your journal and yeah. say, What am I grateful for today?
0: Yeah. Why do you think it's important to write it down as opposed to? just thinking it or just even even saying it out loud. What is I, the difference for you?
1: I think just having it on paper, you know that's a good question. I mean just the, the physicality
0: of yeah, it. The yeah. The like
1: action of yeah. writing something down, like taking the time. Because yeah. I find it so easy to just I'll oh, pick up your phone and text, oh hey, I'm grateful for this, grateful for this. Or in your head, oh, yeah. I'm grateful for this. But actually like you have to literally be there. Yeah. Be present, write it down and then it's like, yeah, I remember all day what my three things were. Yeah. Because I took time yeah. to think about them and write them down.
0: Yeah. So I Danielle actually had brought me a journal when she came did her podcast and I made it my gratitude journal when, nice. and I haven't, no, was, you're like, <laughs> nice. I'm like, yeah, I haven't written it in months. Um, but I was, I was doing it every morning and I was not even, I just even, didn't even get my number. I just like, t- like um, tabs or lines or whatever and just like write all these things down. I haven't done it in so long. I lost the journal for a little while and I really, I really need to start doing it again because it's true. Like I'm like, I can wake up and be like, and I do, I think of things I'm grateful for all the time, but it it's there's like that reflection process of like when you're focused and you're not looking at your phone and thinking at the same time it's like I'm writing it down like it's it's so much different than than just thinking it or even typing I know they say like when you're in university or you're taking notes during like a presentation writing it down makes you remember it easier
1: exactly so I'm
0: like there's the physicality part of it Mm -hmm. that is so important Mm -hmm. so I need to start doing that again
1: yeah no honestly I love it it's been yeah a few months now and it's you just get into that habit and it just becomes part of your day. Yeah.
0: Right. I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Cause you're so bubbly Ugh. and you're just so full of life. And I want to ask you about your failures. Mm. I want to ask you about struggle. Like, I, and it, and we have talked about those things already, but yeah. I want to know like how you work through though. Like, cause and like we were saying earlier, like not everything is sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. And I think it's important. It's important for me, like with doing lemon soul is like hearing about the things that like. We're really tough. Like, can you think of just an just a, an example to for anyone listening that's going through something really shitty? I know listening, when people listen to me, I'm like, yeah, just do this. And it's just, I know. you know yeah, what I mean? And I, sure. what is your relationship like with failure? Has it, and again, I, I keep coming back to mm-hmm. like, I know you come from such a good family mm-hmm. and that gives you such a strong support system. Mm-hmm. But obviously there have to have been times where it was not fucking all hunky dory. Right. Exactly. Can you talk about like to that and like what your relationship is like with failure? I
1: think in terms of failure, I actually think it's such an important topic to Mm -hmm. talk about uh, because I believe that everyone needs to fail at some point in their life or fail multiple times, because I think that's when you get the most success. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's tough to kind of pinpoint like big uh, failures, obviously, you know, losing my brother. Mm -hmm. That was an adversity in my life, Mm -hmm. but failure is what makes you so successful, right? So you, you gotta, you have to try things because if you don't, if you don't fail, it's because you're not trying something. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge believer of getting out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself. So even in workouts, I like to think about that, right? That's kind of how I can relate to failure. Yeah. Yeah. It's pushing yourself a little bit and okay. If you don't get that rep, Hey, it's okay. Because then you try again, you know that week or the next week and then hey maybe you get one or two and Mm -hmm. it's like oh because yeah so that's what I think I mean failure struggles they're okay and I know it's hard when you're going through them and Mm -hmm. things like that but it's important to keep looking ahead and realize that these are what make you stronger these are what make you who you are they teach you lessons you learn so much from failure you grow so much from it yeah so I think that's Kind of a huge takeaway is that yes, failure happens to everyone yeah. in different ways. Yep, it might someone might you know it might be a really really big thing for someone else it might be a small thing. Mm-hmm. But both things are failures. Yeah, and they're both gonna lead you to success in
0: the future. Yeah, and it's temporary, so, right? It's temporary. I, it I doesn't was thinking last about forever. That the other day is like everything is so temporary, and the good stuff at. at at the same time, because as someone was telling me about, um, like, uh, online, the, or now I'm going on a completely different tangent, but <laughs> online, if you only, like, if you're so attached to all the positive comments, and then someone writes a negative comment, and it just breaks you, you, you can it's almost like being neutral, mm. you, because you, because I'm like that. If someone were something negative, I would be destroyed. But, Mm -hmm. like, all the positive, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is (laughs) great. But it needs to be, like, you have to, like, slice that ego in half Mm -hmm. and, like, be detached from both. And I was like, oh, okay. Because everything is temporary. Exactly. The good is temporary and so is the bad. But that's what makes, like, life enjoyable. That's what makes life what What it it is. is. Yeah,
1: completely. And
0: it's the same thing, failure. It's temporary, success, is temporary but it's like that cycle you have to go through it but I was so scared of of failure as a kid growing up I
1: think everyone is right you don't want to be in that and even now I'm just starting to learn
0: yeah like
1: failure is a part of life you know what I mean like you hear about all this stuff and it's like yeah I mean I'm 23 years old and I didn't really really grasp this until not long ago right so yeah as a kid that's really tough yeah But I think that's why too I'm so passionate about kids and youth Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. because I'm like oh I have all these lessons that i can teach them God. so they don't right? have to go so that through they don't that have to process wait until they the soul exactly exactly which yeah i think that's awesome yeah
0: and that's like that i i love that because it's so true it's like the reason why i like doing these podcasts because mm-hmm. someone listening who's like you can just have that one person say that one thing that makes you have this like realization and it's like i want to get as many people in this podcast as possible to say as many things as they can so it just in affects one person with that one line or that one thing that really stuck with them. Exactly. And failure is a, hu- a topic that I bring up, I try to bring up every podcast because mm-hmm. it is, it's something that everyone's going to go through. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to deal with it in a different way. Exactly, And it's, it's just always, the answer is f- for most of the people on the podcast is always the same as like, it has built my success. Like that is why I'm successful because I failed so many times.
1: And a lot of times too, I think maybe it comes at different times. Like maybe I haven't mm-hmm. reached all my f- failures yet. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I'm just finishing school. So mm-hmm. I'm starting into that job search and things like that. And maybe I'm going to get rejected and denied it. Yep. So maybe it just comes in different phases. For some people, it might come when their kids are going through high school, things like that. But mm-hmm. for other people, it might not come until they're older. Yeah, exactly. So again, it's just these different times. Someone mm-hmm. you might you know might be going through it, and it's like, oh, you know, that hasn't happened to me yet. But it, it will. will. <laughs> <laughs> and when you get there, you know, you realize that, okay, you can get
0: through it. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so are you graduating? Are you still in Vancouver? At school? No, so okay, I moved wait, home. Okay, wait, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I did my undergrad out there, and then I moved okay. home last two summers ago, actually. Um, and I started my MBA at the University of Windsor. Right, okay. So it's a 14-month full-time program, so I started last September. Okay, so and you're, then you're done. And I'm just finishing up, like, literally a couple weeks, I'll be done.
0: Yay, yeah. that's exciting. So will yeah. you do Attitude of Gratitude full-time? So I
1: think it's actually awesome. I think it's awesome because it's something that I could do on top of a full-time job. Yeah. Because it's just my classes are Monday to Thursday nights mm-hmm. from 6 to 7. So it's an hour of my night.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I'm slowly starting to think about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just finishing up. We got to do an internship for our last semester okay. of school, or they call it a mandate. Um, so I was actually at the school board. So Whoa. I worked with the sport academies at the school board.
0: Oh, that's that cool. What was Is that like? such an
1: amazing opportunity. I loved it. Um, I got to do, you know, things I love. I got to work with youth. I got to incorporate some of my kinesiology degree. I got to learn new things, stuff I haven't really done before. Um, So that was a really cool way to end the program. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, it's almost December, which means (laughs) January is coming. What am I going to (laughs) do? Yeah. But I'm not in a huge rush. I have AOG here in Windsor, which I want to keep doing. And yeah, I mean, I'm slowly starting to job hunt, job search, Mm -hmm. things like that. But I think... Things will fall into place. You I know, I'll apply here and there, uh, see where things go. But like I said, not in a huge rush to yep. do anything. So yeah, we'll just we'll wait and see.
0: Oh, <laughs> time will tell. Exactly. And don't look too far forward. Like you yes, said, right? Say. Like just stay just in- stay a little close. I want to slow down to the, do the, some of the final questions. Mm. Besides gratitude, what is another or what is the second most important word in your life? What is something that comes up often in your life? besides gratitude?
1: So for me, it definitely has to be family. Um, That is the most important thing to Mm -hmm. me uh, in my life. And I absolutely love my family. And I mean, for me, family, it incorporates my really close friends too, right? Like they become your family. Um, So yeah, in terms of gratitude, that's definitely a huge (laughs) word in my life, but family has to be it. I mean, all just, we're just such a strong Unit And, Mm -hmm. you know, you meet a lot of people in your life and you see that not everyone has the same upbringing and same things that you go through. And so I'm just truly grateful uh, for my family. And I just appreciate all the time that I get with them because, you know, you grow up. I mean, my siblings are older than me. People are moving out, this and that. And so you really start to appreciate the time you have with the people you love. Uh, so definitely
0: family yeah and i grew up knowing the little family yes. so i can just like <laughs> i just know every time you walk in the house all you guys are like everyone's always there and there's usually like two or three other people there yeah, like your house is just like it's just full of so much love like i can mm. just look back to like high school and stuff and university years yeah of walking into your house and just like everyone is again just got the most beautiful smiles oh. and everyone's just like it's such a fun household it, is. it was it's, always so much fun it's a good time <laughs> i love it so shout out to the Little family, because you guys are awesome. Um, what is something, what is some advice that you can give someone that's um, listening today? Like, what is something you do every day? I know the gratitude, of course. Yeah. Um, but what is like one thing someone can do today or start tomorrow that can help them better their life?
1: I think for that, it, I mean, it kind of does tie into the gratitude, but it's just about slowing things down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I like to call it kind of appreciating the little things. So I think a lot of times we're, and especially again, like I was saying in this Instagram, Twitter, social media kind of world, I think it's important to just take a step back and have some time to reflect on yourself and yeah, think about the little things that make you happy. So I just find figuring out what makes you feel good and that's okay. You know, we're going through these busy things and a lot of times people don't think they have time in their schedules to do this. Yeah. But it's like no, you do have time because you make time. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of us don't do that. So for me, it's taking a step back, taking a step back, and thinking about okay, what makes me happy? Mm-hmm. You know, what makes me thrive? Yeah. And then doing that. So whether it's some type of physical activity, or maybe it's reading a book, yeah. or listening to a podcast, or doing art, anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Allow yourself to do that. Yeah. So it's down. focusing on those little things because we try and we always this big picture and it's like no look at the little stuff yeah all those little things in your life and then try and piece them all together
0: to make the big picture exactly right i like that you said slow down instead of like i guess more of our generation is like moving towards you know a more of an understanding concept but i feel like growing up it was always like grind you gotta like put yourself into the ground and i think the important of you saying like slow down mm-hmm. like me and my heart just go oh that's so nice to hear everything around it is like go
1: go go, go 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 and then it's like you literally don't appreciate yeah anything around you
0: right yeah like, and you don't you don't have to be busy or i posted this today it's like you don't have to be busy or stressed to be important
1: exactly and i
0: i feel like i get caught in that a lot right. i constantly feel like i need to be doing something mind you most of the time i want to because i love doing a lot of things and i love being on the go and i like learning new things and trying new things and failing at new things but i get caught up when when i'm not doing that that I'm like oh god oh god I should be doing something and I need to like take that and like I need I constantly constantly something I'm working on is like slowing down someone a friend of mine he does like um like accountability stuff oh, and he takes cool. he takes he like a group of people every Sunday for like what your self care is how you did it the last week shout out Adam uh, Beaumier <laughs> um and um what you're gonna work on in the next week and what I said this week is like I need to like stay calm I have nice. so like I have something every night yeah but like I need to like keep my mental game strong because mm-hmm. I need to like be able to zen out mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> so it's so important to slow down so.
1: no and it 100% is but it's also not as easy as it sounds I mean no. I'm here saying that but I'm yeah s- when you were saying that I'm like oh I'm the same yeah. as you like, <laughs> Busy, to be I'm always doing things so yeah like, for me, the thought of January coming and being done school, it's like, oh, no, yeah. what's next? Yeah. And you know, my family's saying like, don't rush into things, and it's like, yeah, but I, I like doing. I this. like, but I so like it, right? If it's that's the hard part. It's good. It's a good challenge. Yeah. To say no, okay, you know, I'm telling all these other people to do this. Like, why don't I try and do it myself? Yep. Right. And, yep. Yeah. Crack, I'll check switch, it. I'll preach. check
0: in you in on you in January. Like, <laughs> we'll hold each other have accountable. Have you slowed down? You? <laughs> um, okay, so something I like to ask everyone at the end. We're still gonna, we still have this fun little thing we'll do here, but I would like to ask everyone if if your life was a photograph, what would it look like?
1: So for me, I mean, you've mentioned it a lot, but I think it would just be a smile. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I get that from so many people. It's like, you're always smiling this and that. But honestly, I just, I'm happy to be Mm -hmm. here. Right. And I find like smiling, it's so easy to do and people don't do it enough and it can literally turn someone's day around. Yep. So sometimes, you know, you're out somewhere or even if you're Going through a drive through or things like that, I just try and make people feel important or special or valued, and a smile is all you need to do that. So yeah, if my life could be in a photograph,
0: it would literally be a smile. <laughs> <laughs> a big, giant smile. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do this new thing that I've been doing. Okay. So I have 365 tabletop questions. Wow. You can pick a number, and I'm just gonna flip to it, and I'm gonna ask you just a random question. Between one and One 365. and 365. Wow, let's go. 222. Ooh. Just for fun. Just for fun. 222. <laughs> me and my mom were playing these on like a mother daughter trip. And I was love just, it. It was just so fun.
1: That's amazing. Um.
0: Okay. Ooh. When you look back over the past month, what single moment stands out? This is a hard one for me because I'm like, I don't even know what I ate yesterday for breakfast. Yeah. So it takes like, some, take some time if I'm you really need to remember to what this you did.
1: November.
0: It doesn't, And it doesn't have to be anything grand either.
1: I got it. Okay. No, for me, what stands out is actually uh, from AOG, one of my workouts I did. So I try and change things up all the time, right? Like different exercises, things like that. But for this one, I did a dice workout. So okay. I brought dice with me, uh, and my clients would have to roll the dice. And then I had on a piece of paper numbers 1 to 12. And whatever they rolled, they had to do.
0: Oh, that's and cool. this stands out to me
1: because it was a really busy class, so there were a lot of people there. And everyone was just having fun with it. And then the next day I brought this into the sports academies and I did it with the kids there because I do a workout with them once a week. And it was just, it was cool because I hadn't done a workout with them in a couple weeks. And I thought, you know what? Instead of like really kicking them, I'm going to let them kick themselves. So I'm like, Hey, technically you're controlling your workout tonight. I've provided a little bit, Mm -hmm. but you get to control what's happening. So that actually sticks out to me because I did it like the Monday night for my AOG class and then Tuesday for the kids. And it was just, I realized like, yeah, I love working with all different types of people. Mm -hmm. I love incorporating fun. Yeah. And it just was cool to see everyone, you know, working together. You kind of see people pairing up or working with groups or, hey, you rolled that. Like, I'll go join you there. Yeah, So it's just a cool, yeah, cool. Like looking back right now, I'm thinking that's one of the things that stands out to me.
0: That's really cool. A huge thing for fitness, for me anyways, is like if you can have fun and you're not just just thinking about the number you have to hit or whatever, like, your workout goes by ten times faster. Exactly. And you're laughing the whole time. Yes. <laughs> so you've won both of both them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pick another number. 117. 117. Mm. What have you read online recently that inspired you? I suppose that could be a quote, that could be a article that could be a post of someone's
1: I do read a lot of quotes I love like do. inspiring quotes So I actually posted one today on my Instagram and it was the struggle ends when the gratitude begins again <laughs> coming back to gratitude it's just everywhere but it actually stands out to me because um, so my boyfriend sent it to me this morning mm-hmm. and obviously he's in Europe so he's up earlier so I went to spin class mm-hmm. but I had that in my head okay like the struggle ends when the gratitude begins and so during class I was going and I'm like okay like my legs are burning and then I'm like wait that quote like yeah the struggle ends so I'm like thinking and then I'm like damn like I am so like this is so cool that I get to do this with my body yep like this is what it feels like to feel alive and I'm like hey like there we go. Like, now yeah. I don't feel my legs burning. Mm-hmm. So that's just something I, yeah, I think of right away. I mean, I go through, I love reading different quotes and I love reading different books and there's so many things. That's definitely one of the things. Um, and then one other thing is I read the book, The Happiness Advantage, mm-hmm. and I loved one part. It's that success revolves around happiness. So a lot of people think that in order to be, su- in order to be happy, you have to be successful first. Right. But it's actually the other way around. Oh, I like that. So you that. need to be happy mm-hmm. in order to achieve success. And yeah. that's, like, just stuck with me. I yeah. mean, I read it, I don't know, probably, like, a month ago or something. But, yeah, it's just something that's like literally that. ingrained in my brain now. Yeah. Because, like, oh, maybe I, I didn't think about that that way before. Yeah. And then when you realize that, it's like, yeah, that makes so much
0: it's sense. It's like that one thing. You hear it one time from one person, and it sticks in your head. You never forget And now it. tomorrow when I'm at the gym, I'm going to also think... The, the struggle ends when the gratitude <laughs> There you go. I also feel like I can do 10 times more. I So I started bringing... I'm that person. Now that brings a book to, to when I do cardio. Nice. But I feel... I spent 45... I've never spent 45 minutes on a bike in my entire life. <laughs> and I brought a book the other day, and I was just pedaling, and I was moving the thing up and down to, you know, change just the intensity. Yeah. And, like, I was like, oh, I've been reading for a while. And I'm like, oh, my God. I've been on here for 45 That's minutes. That's amazing. Hey. And it, my, it takes your mind elsewhere, right? For you though, it's yeah. the same thing. It's... you. you your mindset is like changing from the struggle to gratitude. I'm going to do that tomorrow when I'm struggling. Do tomorrow. it. Yeah.
1: Try it out. That's what I they will. do, right? Try new things. Why
0: not? Try, I say try everything twice. Oh. Or no, cool. what I say, try every, I I made up a quote and I just quoted it wrong. Okay. Um. Try everything once and everything you like twice. Something like that. Okay. I'm going to get it down. Pat. I like that. Because I want to try everything. No, maybe it is try everything twice. Try everything twice. Because you might not like it the first time, but you need to give it a chance. There you go. Like, you exactly. need to give it two chances. And yeah. I always watch any Netflix show, mm-hmm. watch four episodes of a show. Before you, really, you can make a before judgment. Before I make a judgment. And sometimes it really fucking sucks. But. I li-
1: <laughs> hey, I like you that, You gotta though. give it the opportunity. You gotta yeah. give it a chance. You
0: gotta give it a chance. Okay, let's do one more.
1: Okay, let's go with 17. Ooh,
0: what's your favorite number? Now I'm curious.
1: So I do. I was actually number 17. Were like, you? I had a few different numbers. I was 17 for a little bit. 44 for a bit, four. So I've always kind of had like fours and okay. sevens. And, okay. So honestly, I'm not a huge number person. Like I, it's not like this is my number. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of, you know. Here or there. That
0: people. wasn't the question, but I was just curious.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, number 17. What does your joy look like today? <laughs> How perfect are these questions?
1: Honestly, being here with you, like this is so <laughs> much fun. I'm like so happy. I mean, I had a great day. Most days are good days but yeah. this is like a fun way to end the day and it's so nice to like catch yeah. up with you i feel like i haven't seen you in i forever. know and forever i just see you at events um, <laughs> and it's so cool to just kind of hang out talk and like it's just a good good vibe in here yeah. i like it thanks so that's what i would say i yeah. can't
0: wait to have like the home off i want to paint it fucking yellow my mom won't let me but i would like, I like to paint something no yellow. wait that would be amazing <laughs> i did buy yellow chairs though i bought oh, two yellow it. like velvet chairs Anything to brighten up right Bright- i because yeah. i am like 'cause I'm like I'm like a dark. I like to I know. wear a lot of black. But I know. like my insides are yellow. <laughs> They're always yellow. No, you, you. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. It okay. was so cool. Okay. So you did the um cruise and brews. Yes. Cru- yes. Cru- uh, cruise? Cruise and cruise and bruise. Okay. Cruise and Bruce. I think yeah. I've said it backwards That's okay. the entire time. That's okay. Um so you did that event. Yeah. And you were rowing for cancer. hmm And you so it was so cool the latch that you, Do you <laughs> use that at the gym or did you have that like made for this event? No, so that I actually got that's quite so fucking few, cool. Yeah,
1: quite a few years ago, just because, I mean, obviously I'm very left side dominant. Yeah. So I wanted to try, because I wanted to be able to do things with weights on both sides. So obviously anything that's just body weight, like I yeah. can do push-ups and that's working both sides. But I wanted to be able to do different strength exercises that were working. Yeah. My left arm and my right arm, just so I don't get too asymmetrical. Right. So yeah, I got this hook and it works honestly awesome. Like I can do... Pretty much anything at the gym. I can even do with it, it's awesome. I can do chin ups too. What? I mean, not extremely good at them, but hey. So yeah, it's super fun. I love it. Um, And then yeah, I had it at the rowing event because obviously I had to clip it on there. And yeah, it was so much fun. I mean, the rowing itself is really hard.
0: (laughs) That event though, man, was insane.
1: It was was amazing. Honestly, so grateful that we were part of
0: it. Like, Like, literally so so grateful. How big was your guys' team? So
1: we had a team of 20. Actually, 19 my mom kind of the last minute couldn't make it okay. um but each team there is supposed to have 20 people oh so gosh. yeah we had 19 and it was it was amazing
0: was it just adrenaline pumping the whole time
1: yeah the atmosphere was incredible uh it was so cool seeing the community come <sighs> together for one cause yeah um you know so we're all different gyms and things like that but you wouldn't have even no. thought that there everyone was so friendly uh, so encouraging so supportive Uh, and it came back to the idea that we're here for a good cause. And they kind of started the event off that way, which Mm -hmm. was, I mean, it was super emotional and tough at times, but it was also so motivating and inspiring because you're like, Hey, we are all here for one goal, one purpose. So let's do it. And it it was nuts. Like, I mean, it was crazy. I've never done something like that before. I've never,
0: I didn't, that was the third year they've done it. So yeah, I kind of started
1: off smaller scale and then this was the first year they opened it up to other gyms. Man.
0: Like, I saw, I wanted to be there. My roommate actually was in it for, I'm I'm going to try and guess what gym it is, for one of those CrossFit gyms. Okay. But um, he said, and I was supposed to sh- show up and, like, support, and then I couldn't be there, but I was looking at all the photos and all the videos of it, and it was just like, this is insane. There's so many people. Every, and it's, like, it's healthy competition, right? Oh, and yeah, Everyone's completely. just, like, crushing it, and everyone wants to do so good. I'm like, yeah. I would be so exhausted. No. But it, it, was... it was just so, and they raised... $125,000
1: like $125, what $125,000 yeah shout out to Tony Smith from the garage gym yeah um, GL heritage Windsor Cancer Center Foundation like it was truly I'm not even joking like we are so grateful that we were be able, we were able to be part of it yeah a lot of the gyms are you know yeah like you said CrossFit gyms or I mean yes small local gyms but still like what my fitness business we work out Mm -hmm. at the WFCU like we do the stairs there we have uh, a gym where we set up some equipment but by no means do I have my own place right so I just felt so like so grateful that we were invited to come do this and oh. yeah we had such an awesome time
0: oh that's the Windsor so community right oh yeah. I just I know I, I could talk really, about the Windsor really, community really cool. for days and yeah Tony from the garage what an awesome dude I had reached out so I did doing this charity drive or whatever okay and I had put drop-off bins at all these locations so I'd reached out to a bunch of companies and and by no means were they obligated to do so and I said you know obviously everyone does charity stuff around the holiday, so by no means you have to say yes, mm-hmm. and he's he said, you know what, I have this, the, um, Cruising Bruce thing, um, so I don't want to ask, uh, more of my clients, like, at, to donate even more to a mm-hmm. different cause, mm-hmm. but he donated $100. Of course. <laughs> I was he's like, amazing. who are you? He is amazing. Like, yeah. uh, you don't have to do that, but, <laughs> like, what... I haven't even met him in person. We've just been emailing. <laughs> Shadow Tony. He's gonna come on the podcast now. Oh, okay. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> but it's it is. It's just like oh, every time like I deal with more people in the community, I'm like endlessly blissfully surprised about how um, generous everyone is. It's amazing. yeah. With their time, really with their is. money, with with whatever their business is, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. So we're just so lucky.
1: We are, honestly. Fucking it's, Windsor.
0: Yeah. We are not the armpit things, though, or whatever they <laughs> well, you call know, it's us. It's actually
1: <laughs> funny that you bring that up because, I mean, kind of moving away and coming back home, you yeah. start to think about that, like, oh, yeah. Windsor, Vancouver. Um, but for me and all of my friends that came to visit here, you know, said the same thing. It wasn't like, oh, Windsor, like, so cool. Right. But all of them said it's the people there. That You know, a couple people came probably for a week or two mm-hmm. each, and that was kind of their lasting, like message to me, it was like, yeah, no, Windsor's awesome, like, it's all about the people, and that's what I started to realize, too, because I love, like, obviously, it's home for me, but I loved Vancouver, like, that was amazing, and then it's like, no, but I love home because it's the people here, yeah, there are some amazing people
0: in Windsor, yeah, and it's just like the little communities of all the businesses and all the things opening up, I, and maybe I'm just lucky that I've never seen it firsthand, but everyone is like so supportive of each other and everyone wants to collaborate and everyone wants to go to each other's pop-ups and go to each other's events. And it's no, I, I again, maybe I'm lucky that I haven't seen a bad side to it, but like every time something new opens up or someone starts a new business, everyone's sharing it and being like, go follow this page and go do this. And everyone's just like,
1: it's really cool. I like what you said about collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. You always see that. Hell yeah. Like I remember working uh, out at Urban Surf and we would do like a Bruna and it's just cool, yeah, like seeing all these different businesses and even, you know, Danielle now with her art workshop and everything. Yep. She's doing things with different people. And yeah, it's just awesome to see, yeah, like you said, everyone supporting everyone. And fuck yeah. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: And raising, you know, $125,000 <laughs> for charity. Yeah, that, that was honestly <laughs>
1: incredible. So cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. We did
0: it. Yay.
1: We nailed it. Woo! That was- Killed Thank it. Thank
0: you so much. And that's a wrap with Mackenzie Siddle, guys. I hope you loved this as much as I loved making it. Me and Mackenzie have been trying to get our schedules to sync up for months. So I am super happy that she finally got to come in and share her story and give it to you guys. Please check her out at Attitude of Gratitude. I hope to see you in one of her classes. I swear I'm going to get there and I hope to see you there too.